Good afternoon. I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel sucks. I'm Cade Weiberg, and no, it doesn't. Here we are with our promised first ever live app. Uh, I guess we yeah. did. Well, they're all live technically. Yes, we but did. This one is extra live. Extra live. Uh, we are here at my 31st birthday brewery crawl, and we are going to be drinking beer and for the first five minutes of each brewery, uh, be talking about one of the seven Marvel movies that Jordan watched in anticipation for today. Yes. Uh, so, and also, our, we have a guest uh, with this first one. It's Ellie. It's Jordan's wife. Yes, my wife. <laughs> my wife. Uh, famously known for her appearance in the Loki app. Um, oh, okay, yes. I knew she'd been on one. I didn't remember on which one. one. And you're also, you're 30 now. So happy I'm birthday also, to you. Yeah. Yes. In the month of August. Do you feel old? Kind of. Okay, yeah. You look it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you grew like a Santa beard since I last saw yeah. you. Yeah, for, for the wedding in July, I had I was clean shaven, and now I yeah. have a Santa beard. You do. And a big old belly. I'm basically just Santa. Yes, all right. to Peoples. All right, what's the first one you want the to talk about? The first movie is Eternals. Great. You rewatched it? I rewatched flick. pretty much all of Eternals. This is one that I didn't quite finish oh. because it's a very long one. It is. But what? But, but, made it to the end? No. I made it to two-thirds the away. Two hours. Okay. So you missed all the fun action that I'm sure Chloe Zhao in, insisted on putting in the movie. Yeah. Well, so let me say just like really quick some stuff about why I chose some of the movies. Yes. It's pretty much all motivated by Thanksgiving, like okay. last year, sure. seeing movies and being like, do I really still think this about whatever the one Howdy. happened to be? Howdy. Uh, we also have uh, newcomer Jonah Hurwitz. We're recording uh, Marvel Sucks versus No, It Doesn't. Take a seat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, Jordan has watched. Oh, look at all these people. Look at all these <laughs> handsome people coming to see me. Is that Jordan? Liam O'Connor. <laughs> this is going to be a chaotic it's episode. It's going to be a chaotic episode <laughs> regardless. Crazy. But right, anyway, I watched things. Eternals. Yes, you rewatched <laughs> Eternals. And I'll say this is an incredibly uh, visually striking Marvel yeah. movie in a way that few of them are. All filmed on location. And just like the, the CGI, like in Quantum Media or something, is starting to get very kind of plasticky and glossy. Well, compared to Eternals. But, uh, yeah, but Eternals looks gorgeous. But it's also... So this is kind of the thing that I was thinking about while watching a lot of these movies. Yes. That I think newer Marvel movies are doing worse than older Marvel movies. Because I watched quite a few older ones, too, as we go later today. Sure, sure, sure. But the newer ones have so much info and lore dumping in them. And Eternals, I started with them because they are maybe the the worst offender of that. Like, there's just, like, so many times that you're going to be on, like, a 20-minute stretch, it feels like, of them just being, like... But that's the best part. <laughs> Jonah and Ellie are just looking at us like we're yeah. crazy people. But at the same time, while all that info dumping is happening, it's visually amazing. It's great. So the movie rules, and I think it gets better on rewatch. The first time I watched yes. it, it was not my favorite. Much like Captain America One, Wait, Eternals. Eternals yes. gets better with it's rewatch. Distracting though. What? What? The, the casting is distracting. Like but, Angelina Jolie is yes. incredibly distracting, and she's also very good in the movie. She is a weird choice, though, because you have um, Salma Hayek there. Yes. And I think it's good when you have a like, star power like that for a powerful role. Like, she is the leader, so like it yeah. makes sense. It gives her gravitas to be the lead person. Yes. But Angelina Jolie is just, like, a side character. Yes. So I feel like she you expect kind of more from her than you end up getting. I mean, there's so many opportunities to use each of these people individually in future projects. Yeah. And you have now the name. Like, oh, Quantumania or Ant-Man 4, Selma Hayek makes an appearance. Yeah. 
And my my last thought for Eternals, as okay. we as we round this four minute mark, yes, is that uh, this is this one maybe could have been a six episode or something mini. Yeah, that's what there, I thought at so first. Much I thought that at first, stuff. but now I am more of a fan of watching it as a movie now that I've seen the complete. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's round <laughs> up this one. Two. We did Eternal Stock already. And now we're turning to Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians 1? 1. All right, great film. Because we watched watched the third recently. And it's very good. I I watched it three times. I wanted to go back to where it all started. (laughs) Well, not the MCU, but the Guardians. Where the Guardians started. And I also wanted to put this one here because we talked about Eternals on the last five-minute segment. Yes. And this, I feel like, does everything that uh, I complained about Eternals not telling a cohesive story Um, we should also mention uh, Nick Bradshaw fan of the show friend of the show is here as a guest for the first time on the Marvel Sucks podcast welcome Nick honored and we have uh, Jonah Hurwitz returning uh, after he gave such detailed (laughs) uh, content in the Eternals uh, segment earlier today Huga chaka, huga chaka. (laughs) alright I'm going to just say my quick thesis and then y'all can just discuss Uh, alright it's basically my problem with Eternals I think it was really good Revisiting it, I liked it. But it's way too much info dumping. I don't like that. And I think Guardians is the perfect example of doing the opposite, where there's a ton of, like, new planets and galaxies and alien species and stuff. And you know what they don't do is info dump all the history of it. They just let it exist, and then you just exist in the world, and then it's fine because you know what the characters want, and I think that's, like, a better way to have done it. Um, I think you just like Star Wars. I think that you like A New Hope. You don't like Star Wars, Wars, though. Because everything you're saying is what A New Hope does. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy that he does... Like, Rogue One, I think, was your favorite Star Wars movie for a long time. getting a confusing picture of you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. He's he's an odd enigma. I wouldn't say that I don't like Star Wars as much as I just never have actually gone that deep into Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not without trying. Like, you would watch Phantom Menace at, like, birthday parties and stuff. The only Ooh, complete yeah. trilogy I've watched birthday is the latest tradition. one. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> um, Truly madness. I, I think Guardians 1 is definitely, like, my second favorite of the trilogy, because okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, my main problem with MCU stuff in general is, personally... I have trouble latching on whenever they do decide to introduce something totally new in its own movie. Yeah. Um, that was my problem with Doctor Strange originally because I felt like, oh, we Great did, movie. Great well, film. I felt like, okay, I've Too seen... Too I wanted... <laughs> what it was, it 2016? I wanted to know more about the ongoing Avengers stuff. I actually wanted more Avengers in that way. And Guardians being like, all these new people, like, I think it's cool that they're executing it and all that. But I think it's one of those things where it's a well-made movie. It just didn't connect with me. But that, you must not like what they're doing right now, because they're just introducing tons of stuff right now, like one thing after the other. We don't have time for all that. Yeah. Do we? Um, recently, know? just joined the panel, uh, Liam the Man O'Connor I'm has walked jo- up I'm to the table. I'm not joining. I'm, I'm spectating. This is, this is an interesting combo. But this is your first time on the pod since we did the COVID episode, I think. Probably. Yeah. Oh, we did the Christmas episode. It was together. a while ago. We, we did a Christmas yes. episode. Yes, the Christmas episode. I mean, yeah, since we did the Hawkeye Part yeah. 2 episode. Since then, it's been a fucking Liam has turned into what Jordan was at the start of the show, where he now hates Marvel. I don't hate it. It's just that they, the burden is on them to make good shit, and it's just yeah. The people making decisions don't like movies. (laughs) That's just what I believe. That's that's kind of interesting because that was kind of my first problem with Guardians at the beginning. Like I love Guardians three for for loving the first two movies. I love any movie that loves other movies. Yeah, right. Yeah, like but Guardians one, it felt like kind of my similar problem with Thor Ragnarok philosophically is like oh you do you not like what 
you as the MCU was doing before this because you're doing everything different. Like I love I'm trying to make a movie for everybody. Captain, like First Avenger and Avengers have strong orchestral scores that are like Alan Silvestri going hard, being earnest, and then. It, it felt like the first genuinely cynical Marvel movie, Guardians. That is like. so true. And I think if James Gunn was more, I feel like I don't see him as a guy at the table. Like, he was this guy that's like, just throw him that IP. Yeah. Let's see what he can do. And he did great work. Yeah. But it's like, oh, so you're not doubling down on what makes you as a universe awesome. You're just adding something new to the universe because you want to do something different. And I think this was the first movie discussing uh, going back in 2017 when you watched all of them for the first time uh, this was the first one you're like I genuinely like this up until this Iron Man 3 was your favorite yeah. which is also a wild take yeah. Nick it's is scoffing <laughs> I'm, visibly I'm, I'm duped <laughs> Uh, I mean, kiss, kiss, bang, bang, this is also too. the first one yes. I ever yeah, saw. More or less. More or less. Because I joined I like you in Shane the theater Black, for this like, one. He had, Correct. even though I hadn't was, seen any other. But that's yeah, that, a testament to this film is that you, you can just jump in. You can. And and it's for everybody. Um, Which Eternals, I feel like, is less so. Yeah. It, it is a, it's definitely it's a lot more, to chew I agree with it's that. Hard, it's hard Marvel. I feel like the reason I enjoyed Eternals a lot is because I was reading Jack Kirby stuff before Eternals. You know? So, like, the kind of style and spaciness that he used when he created the characters, I was like, oh, I'm seeing that here. So, I think that's my general problem. Is like, I don't like starting something totally new. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And Eternals felt like a very... We're starting something very niche that some people might know about All right. and there you go so, it should have been a series right I, I, I feel like every, yes. every hero could have yes. been an episode I could have done a flashback yes. thing like in the Watchmen yeah. show where each episode they're like alright what was looking cool, glass what was Kumon Anjiani like back in whatever yeah. time and it's just like? them and it's like kind of like interweaving stories yeah. where you see the context what was Gilgamesh doing 500 years ago yeah. let's see what he's I used about. to think that but especially with the quality of the Disney Plus shows as of Recently, I don't. Well, I don't know if they could pull it off. Wait, wait, wait. I think if they spent the same budget on the movie as they did the show, it would be better. They're spending the same money on Secret Invasion that they did WandaVision, and that's just bonkers. If they had the Watchmen, the leftovers guy, what's his name? Lindelof. Uh, Lindelof. Get Lindelof to do it. If they got Lindelof to do Eternals, the HBO show. Literally, it would be great. It would be phenomenal. I think it done something more like First Avenger, where it's like, if you committed to find an MCU event from before right now, whether that be World War II Hydra stuff or, like, uh, Asgard War, where it's like, we find ourselves as Eternals in this pre-existing thing. I would have been more open to them going forward. I want them to loop that stuff in. All right, we've been going over. I'm going to sum everything up. Uh, with one 20-second statement. Uh-huh. Uh, close us out. Close us out. And I was rambling uh, because I had a really good thing, but then we immediately segued to this thing, so now I'm still rambling. Um, my thought is I want the entire... All the new movies and projects working forward, I and this is most people's nightmares, I want everything to be the MCU. So when someone makes a baseball movie, I want it to be like Hawkeye's kid playing baseball. I'm there for that. <laughs> yes. And I want all of this... It, you don't even need to do superhero... Like, you pitched an idea at the start of this podcast, like, let's get a comedy with Louise from Ant-Man, Ned from Spider-Man, uh, and two other comedy characters, and they just do a road trip movie. They start a bed and breakfast together. Sure. I, that's what I want. Even if you don't have, like, superpowers in it, just do Marvel Presents, like, you know, the future. Uh, and everyone is now looking at me like I'm crazy. So we Give can, we more can end homework. this one. More, <laughs> more homework. More lore. More lore. See you at the next one. Three.
All right, so here we are at the third brewery. All right, we're at South Street Brewing, Charlottesville, Virginia. And we're going to be discussing Iron Man 2. Oh, <laughs> he rewatched the deuce. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, so why did you pick this movie to rewatch? It, I'd only seen it the once. I watched it when, like, and for you the hated first time. It. I hated and you it. Hated yeah. It. What was, how did the rewatch treat you? So I, I have found that typically whenever I rewatch stuff, I find that I can focus on the better things because I already know the things that are, I'm going to be irritated by. So this was kind of the same. I enjoyed this watch way more than the first one. I still don't think it's a great movie. I think the pacing's all over the place, but I really enjoyed Sam Rockwell. Yeah. He was really good. Liam just did a, like, <laughs> I was doing, so visible... Before, before you say I go, I have a feeling the first thing that you said they did really well is Sam Rockwell. <laughs> Like, yes. yeah. he is, he's the character. He's the guy, for sure. And he's apparently coming back in Armor Wars. No. Yep, that's what they say. See, that's the problem I have, is that... That they're bringing back people you like? It's just, they're not going to do it right. Because they don't they like... Might. They don't understand why people like things. So, they're going to put him I do in think a, there's a bit of a... a Post-Quantumania, Jordan pitched this the best I could phrase it during our uh, Quantumania episode... After we watched the movie, Jordan said, how many meetings do you think Kevin Feige has to sit in Monday morning to address this box office that is going to inevitably be much lower than the rest of them? And I, I think they're going to readjust, especially post-writer strike. Like, they've had a lot of time to just, hopefully, one, realize to pay the artists that make the work, and two, maybe... Just think of this summer. Barbie and Oppenheimer, two very unique movies, were the highest grossing. And then you have Indiana Jones, which really shits the bed. Nothing. And then you have uh, Elemental, yeah. which ended up doing okay, but really did ter terrible. Like, the first couple weeks, it looked like it was going to be a total loss for the studio. Uh, and then, I mean, Guardians was a hit, but not billion-dollar hit. Reviewing off Iron Man 2. Good did movie. Say, yeah. he, did say, he did say, yeah, but one was Sam Rockwell. <laughs> well, it's I'm, just going to get more chaotic from here, I folks. know, and I'm just going to branch off what you said anyway. Okay. Okay. I think the, the story of Oppenheimer and Barbie is just trust the people that you're hiring to make your movie, yes. to make the movie. 100%. Because I, I heard that uh, they... They brought the script to Mattel, and yeah. Mattel was like, here are some notes. And they were like, we won't do any of those. And Mattel was like, okay, fine. And it, that was so much better. But it also feels like Marvel was doing that for a while and then just recently has, I don't know, like they don't check Taika Waititi when you make Thor yeah. Love and Thunder. You're like, you get a blank check. We trust your vision. Yeah. But we're cutting an hour of your movie out. Well, so, like, is it safe to call... Christopher Nolan and Greta Gerwig auteurs. Yes. They're auteur filmmakers yeah, in yeah. a way. Like, yes. When you go to a Greta Gerwig film, you expect a Greta Gerwig film. Same yeah. with Nolan. Yep. I think uh, the sad thing that Hollywood execs will take from Barbenheimer is, oh, we'll just We're going to make a again. Nerf movie. Well, the, there's like, already the jokes about Saw Patrol. Like, oh, yes. two movies coming out in the same weekend. It's like, it's not about that. It's about, these are very, like, these are passion projects. Yes. Greta Gerwig made Barbie because she cares. Christopher Nolan read American Prometheus because I want to make a movie. And the interesting about Marvel movies, and you see it in uh, Thor, Love, and Thunder, Marvel, because of the animation budget and, like, projects, they give these auteurs scripts that are already preset, going, 
these are the big set pieces, right? The rest of shit around it. Yeah. And it but showed why so did much that, that it's fatigued. Why did that work for so long? And now it, it's maybe it's just a bad chain of movies. Because we both love multiverse events. We know you are not a fan because, of that. Because, well, because. But that's a Sam Raimi. The movie. thing that makes me upset is because you can see what it could have been. And I you see. see. You see clearly where the exec stepped in and said, nah. Like, I mean, the only exec interference I see in Multiverse of Madness, which is a movie we're not talking about right now, <laughs> is uh, the inclusion of America Chavez, which I think if you're going to put her in a movie, that's the one to do it. I thought she was fine. A lot of people did not like her inclusion in the movie. It's not It's not her inclusion, it's her writing. I think that people blame characters like Rose from Star Wars and all these characters that they go, they're annoying. It's not the acting, it's the script. It's the people that wrote it. So um, it's not a matter of their... Right, we're getting down to the wire. Okay, uh, oh, sorry. All right. my, my, wait, my last comment is... About Iron Man 2. Yeah. Great movie. <laughs> is, remember how they used to do some practical effects too? They don't do that anymore. None. But Iron Man was like a practical hero, whereas like all the heroes now are CGI. Like Iron Man yeah. needs to wear a suit and have... And Mickey Rourke needs to have electric whips. Yeah. That well, just needs to be... the suitcase suit was an iconic moment. Oh, uh, yes. Every... I, actually, I enjoyed the Formula One thing. I remember you were like, didn't you enjoy that the first time we yeah. watched this? And I was like, not really. But I did enjoy that this time. Elon the only Musk is in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> the only thing I really didn't like still is I don't think they balanced the two villains all that well. No. I, like, because Rockwell's there and you have the other guy. And it seems like you could have streamlined that to be Rourke better. Especially... is collecting a paycheck. Yeah. He's phoning it in pretty hard. He does break that guy's neck when he gets out of jail, which was a point I remember bringing up the first time we watched it. And I loved that. And I still think that holds yeah. up. It's really cool. All right. Well, that has done it for Iron Man 2. Bar 3. Four more to go. Four. All right. I'm rolling. Oh, okay. We're here at brewery number four. Four. Number four. Number four. Quattro. Uh, We are here with uh, our friend of the show, Jim Pomeroy, who appeared on our Sam Raimi Spider-Man 1 episode? No, it's Spider-Man 2 with Doc Ock. Well, this is appropriate still. How's it going? Good, how are you? Anyway, we're going to be talking about Spider-Man Homecoming, which I re-watched because it has long been considered my uh, favorite MCU film. So I wanted to re-watch it to see, is it still my favorite? And the short answer is, yeah, it's, it's still really, really, great. really good. Uh, all right, so Jim, maybe you let's since you were on our last Spider-Man episode, this is actually a good one. It actually is. Yes, yes. So let's name, and you're a big uh, war movie guy, Saving Private Ryan, uh, yeah. War of the Worlds, like sure. the big two. Those are those are your your faves. Um, the Spider-Man trilogy, as a superhero comic book outsider, how do you feel about each of the Spider-Man franchises? So you got the Garfield, you got the Maguire, and you got the Holland. So the only thing is, we said on the Spider-Man Two podcast. Yes. Frankly, the only comic that I'm semi-familiar with is Spider-Man. Okay. Because my mom bought me a like collection of Spider-Man comics, um, like very like when I was very young. Basically, an encyclopedia of Spider-Man. So anyway, neat. Um, the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans are fun. Yeah. Not because they're co- comic accurate, but because they're just campy and dorky and yeah. like t- Tobey Maguire doing a fucking jazz dance, like all that shit. Yeah. Um, oh, you're talking about my favorite movie. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so anyway, I like Homecoming more than its sequel, Far From Home. 
Okay, sure. I don't know if I'm allowed sure. to bring that up. That's fine. I like it more because it's much more of an origin story. I'm a big origin story sucker. Yeah. Um, than Far From Home is. Far From Home, I think, doubled down a lot of things that I just didn't. Okay. I was like, I, it wasn't bad. It's the middle one. It's definitely yeah. the middle yes. one. Um, That's the sequel problem. But uh, also Michael Keaton fucking rolled. And so, Jake, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal was kind of eh. As oh, a well, I love Jake. Yeah. I love J.G. And, and not L. I mean, it's a different guy. And it can't be understood how great Tom Holland is. He's the yes. best fighter. Yes. Do you? How do you feel about the Garfields? Have you even watched? Do you hate them? I I hated. What was the second one with the lizard? When the, that's when the they first one. It. So that's Amazing Spider-Man one. one. Yes. Amazing no, Spider-Man Gwen, one. Has Gwen Stacy dies in the second one. Oh, and that's, that's when they bring the in. That's when they bring the Hobgoblin. The God, that's yeah, correct. The second Goblin. Thank you. Folks, it's amazing what five beers will do to your memory. But um, no, yeah, a movie I, he just watched yesterday. I thought I thought they were fair, but much like with what Sony was doing at that time and what they continue to do with Venom. Yes, the Venomverse. It's just kind of lame. Yeah. Like it just it's it's like not there. I guess I don't know. I'm, and I'd love to hear your guys' opinion. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or it's because they're just not good movies. Well, the Venom, I can't tell. Venom movies are not very good. Yeah. Like that. So that is no, the factor there. But Spider-Man Homecoming does feel like the first time one of these Marvel movies, aside from Guardians 1, which is its own thing, but you brought up the first time we recorded the episode, you thought it grounded the universe in a way where these heroes, who you accused of being gods, you're like, Iron Man can just go up to a computer and he knows how to hack everything. Because he just yeah. knows all that stuff. Well, I mean, well, Thor is also literally a god. Literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, in, in the MCU in general, technology is magic. Like, he's basically casting spells with his hands all the time. There, there's no grounding to the technology but that Tony Stark feels is doing. Because yes. Spider-Man, yes. one of his first lines in the franchise is Civil War. Captain America throws his shield, uh, which Jordan had a big problem with in the previous Captain America films. And Spider-Man says, that thing doesn't even abide by the laws of physics at all, does it? So here's my question. Talk about grounding, because Jordan, I think that's a good point. Is... Is vibranium as an idea enough of a grounding concept? Because I, I think it's like a magical stone covered yes. in space. Yeah, well, I yeah. mean, in a way that it hand waves anything attached to it. It's just like yeah. and anything made of vibranium can do basically whatever because it's vibranium. It's a magic metal. Yeah. That makes sense. But what's so great about this movie is that uh, you get to see Peter living in the world that is now changing. Run by gods. Yeah, run by the... And, like, you see uh, Captain America in the v, like uh, the VHS or whatever. Yes. For it shows schools. you how apparent and, like, present these heroes are. And, and also does that again in the after Endgame. It, like, re-grounds you. It's like the, the snap happened and these The snap happened and all the band students come back to life. This brings up an, an excellent point, Jordan, and where I kind of, like, I think the Garfield Spider-Man misses is that Garfield isn't a believable nerd. Like, Tobey Maguire was a believable nerd. He's too hot. Exactly. He's too hot, but he also, he doesn't, he isn't dorky enough with his delivery, whereas Tom Holland does a great job. Tobey Maguire did a great job. Whitney's man. And Tom Holland, that's tough, because he's super hot. (laughs) I don't know how he pulls off being a handsome kid, but he's not... He's not as tall, and his stature is different than 
and yeah. Garfield that would argue. Yeah, so it's a different, it's apples and oranges. But anyway, I think that's five minutes. Yeah, I think we did it. And my, my whole thing with watching this was, as is it as good as I remembered? Answer, yes. And you watched the whole thing? Yeah. Unlike some of these? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. Good movie. Five stars. Homecoming, Homecoming is a great Homecoming great rules. Loved it. Yeah. It's, it is decided. Good movie. <laughs> All right, it is the fifth entry out into of seven. Our we're seven. Crawl. We're doing seven total. This is number five. Yes, and we're going to be talking about Captain Marvel. Ooh, great flick! Great flick! Good choice. Yeah. Um, so here we are talking about the movie leading into Endgame mm-hmm. that Jordan omitted in the previous episode. Uh, he omitted it from the ten must-watch movies leading up to Endgame. And I think it is a must-watch for Endgame. I also like this movie. Uh, The soundtrack, Rules, is the best soundtrack outside of Guardians, out of any Guardians movies. Interesting. MCU-wise, obviously. Yeah. Uh, And I think the post-credits is one of the best ones. Like, I'm I'm all in on this movie. I really love Captain Marvel. So this one, I mean, I've been talking about this all day. It kind of, I think, ended up being the theme of this rewatch is kind of lore dumping because this one has a little bit of that too like first 15 like minutes for sure who the Kree are yes. and who the um whatever talos is talos scrolls scrolls, scrolls. yes the crease and the scrolls you run a marvel podcast dude <laughs> i don't know if i run it <laughs> it runs you yeah i certainly appear on it but uh i don't know that's again kind of how i felt about this one is i just i don't know i feel like it struggles to get going because they stop so often to circle back or do you know deal with the memory so this is a fun episode because i think we've also mentioned this when we did the episode originally but we recorded this episode in full and then your computer malfunctioned and we needed to re-record the entire episode and we basically just repeated from memory all of our talking points (laughs) and i don't think we mentioned it because it seemed weirdly organic but still it's it was a tough thing to do for 75 minutes Yes. And I do remember, like, cracking a joke at your expense. And then the second time I did the same joke, but you knew the setup for it, so you didn't buy into it the second time. But I did it again anyway, like, to try and I was seeing We had our own time. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so what I do like about this is the exposition dump, which I've watched this three times in theaters. And there is a noticeable, like, if you're showing strangers to the MCU this movie... 15 minutes in theater, the first 15 minutes, they're not going to know what it is. Like, yeah. it is, they're like, what, when does this movie start to make sense? What did I need to watch before this? As soon as she gets to Earth, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Everything is fun, and, you know, there's Radio Shack who doesn't yes. have that. Yeah, no, sure. once she gets to Earth, it starts to pick Exactly. Up. So I think, it, I also, I don't know why, but the last sequence where she's learning how to, like, you know, I don't need, uh, I don't have anything to prove to you. Like that sequence where she's getting out of the central, into, or the central intelligence, uh, whatever Supreme. that. Supreme. Supreme intelligence. She's breaking free of that uh, bind and she's reminiscing about her as a little girl, like falling down and getting back up. Like, I don't know why that just, I cry. Every time? Like a lone tear. It's not as bad as Endgame. Endgame's sobbing. And yeah. Guardians 3 is now sobbing Absolutely. as well. Yeah. Um, I, this movie is a slam dunk for me. Four and a half out of five stars, which we don't we judge on the metrics of Avengers, so this is like five point two five Avengers, if that math works. Yeah. 
The conversion chart is forthcoming, I'm sure. Yes. You guys put it out. We, they've been asking for it for six years. Oh, my goodness. Yet to yeah. get it. The I mean, after rewatching it, I don't think I'm moving it in any direction. I think it's okay. basically where I thought it was. All right, Nick, what's your um, stance on Captain Marvel? Overall, you know, I this is a movie I really wanted to enjoy. I saw it twice in theaters. One on my birthday, actually. When, did you watch it, it when it came out? Like, Yeah. Okay. No, like, um, my, so leading up to Endgame. My here. wife and best friend and I like drove around and like tried to find a movie theater that would take us on a day that was close to my birthday because okay. it came out in March. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and I also took my mom to see it. My mom is also named Carol, so I thought it'd be kind of a nice to see, like, an empowered <laughs> hey, thing, you know? I like that. Um, overall, it kind of faces the hurdle that I talked about previously of, like, all new stuff. It's a challenge for me to buy in on a, on a first basis. Like, when I see that character multiple times, I then go back and look at those things with fondness. Like, I didn't love Doctor Strange so much in Doctor Strange, but once I saw how he was in Infinity War, yeah. I have a retroactive love for that. But this movie does marry, like, three of my favorite sort of things, right? One, it's got a Kevin Smith reference in there. It Stanley certainly does. Mallrats. Oh, yeah, Mallrats. Sorry, sorry. Um, two, it's got Agent Coulson in it. I'm a big Agent of Shield fan. Yeah. I watched sure. not all of that, but five seasons of that. And also, I think it's a very masterful way of solving the Superman problem. You've got a character that is more powerful than yes. any other being that's even mentioned yes. in this movie. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, there are obviously ways of doing that, and I hope those ways are more forthcoming. But in terms of, like, you know, we're going to make your journey towards accepting your full power a journey of, like, self-discovery, I think that's very masterful. And not a story that the MCU is told. In exactly. Ter- I mean, the closest thing is Thor in the essence of I'm accepting myself and yeah. learning myself, and therefore I am granted my power. But Which does weirdly seem like, just I don't know, just a lesser attempt of trying to do that exact same thing. Like Thor 1 specifically. Right. But, th- I mean, this is a character that in Endgame, their OP levelness is used with expertise right to say you're doing other things and the events of the movie don't really demand your attention until the last hour and then that hour is you flying to it to stop it right yes and her appearance in that is fantastic and she showed up in endgame she filmed all of her endgame stuff before she filmed any of captain marvel that's awesome which i think is really (sighs) telling of how good an actress she is i just i really respect a movie that has a character that's supremely powerful and able to make it not boring and I, I think that yeah. this movie does that 100% wholeheartedly agree alright I think um, that does I think it. we did it uh, this has been stop number 5 see you in the next one 6 yeah she was just spewing gold okay good alright we're at 6 of 7 number 6 baby Sesente wait no Cinco is 5 Sace Sace is 6 Sace. Yeah, Sace. we'll go with that. Yeah. Let's go. We, we have Marshall. Cinco Sace. Yeah, Sace, Sace. Yeah, we have uh, Spanish interpreter Marshall Hunter here with us. <laughs> You're uh, too kind. Fan of the show. He is... Uh, Big fan. He do- he's a fan of the show. He doesn't. He's never really seen a Marvel movie outside of Deadpool, to my knowledge. That is correct, which kind of All makes right. it um, a harder sell that, I, that I'm... Okay. Great, great, okay, good, good. Good, good. All right, Jordan, now you tell them me the movie, and I'm going to lead the next question. Good, good. Shang-Chi. The movie is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That's not a Marvel movie. <laughs> All right, now, Marshall. Okay. What do you think happens? Marshall, it? yes, that was Shang-Chi. my question. Okay. Ten, you have 60 seconds to explain the plot of Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Can I explain it with the actors that starred in it? Sure. sure. All right, so definitely Jackie Chan was the main star <laughs> oh, of Shang-Chi. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> And so it was an action movie, and so what happens? And so what happens at the beginning? Yep. Uh, it's it's actually it, it kind of um, it kind of is a carbon copy of Taken a little bit, which is one of the reasons why I wasn't a big fan of Shang Chi. Do you not like Taken? 
I've never seen Taken. <laughs> <laughs> but I think okay. uh, one of the primary reasons that I've never seen Taken is... It's too much like Shang-Chi. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's a little Could've bit of a circle. Could have said it any better. Could have said it any better. But I, I just sense I know what the, um, you know, what right, the so premise... Give me, give me, there's three acts. Give me act one. Act one is the act of his wife and children being taken. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Well, add act the two. ten rings to act two. Yeah, add the, add the ten... It's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So how do you think they come into play? Ooh, this is getting tougher now. I wish you didn't... What do you think the, the ten like rings this. are? Oh, the ten rings. Well, maybe this isn't taken now. <laughs> the ten rings have bit. kind of changed. The ten bit. rings change things. It almost could be like uh, Dragon Ball Z meets Taken now because they could be like Dragon Balls. That's closer. Balls. <laughs> yeah. So as you get, see, you know, just give me a little bit of bait and I'll, I'll catch the fish. So, <laughs> so you get the ten rings, you bring them all together, and then you can summon the dragon and you can make one wish. He... I mean, okay. pretty, pretty close. <laughs> you tell me, guy. And then act He's, three? Act right. three. What's act three? So act three is... They've got the dragon. They get the dragon. They summon it. Oh, man. So I will tell you this. But you didn't give me enough time to come up with a really good concept for act three, and I'm not very creative, so you made me do it on the fly. So this yeah. is not actually what I think happens in act three, and I wish we could shoot this later, and if we do, great. Act one, they're taken. Act two, they summon the <laughs> they dragon, summon with, the the dragon with the dragon. Three, the dragon is here. What happens? He just wishes that he gets his family back, because that's all he wants. The dragon? No, not the dragon. The person that summons the dragon with the ten rings. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi summons the dragon to get his family I back. I thought Shang-Chi was the dragon. <laughs> so no. Okay. Uh, honestly, thank you, uh, Kaylee. Returning my sunglasses for the record. You should leave that in the. Uh, oh, in it's the, all. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Jordan doesn't yeah. edit edit things out. Yeah, we don't want to edit things out. We just want to edit the traffic. All out. especially podcast. when this entire episode. This is, is so the chaos we've been building. Laissez faire. <laughs> oh, I love French it. I love say. it. This is. We've been building to this. Um, Jordan, what did you think on rewatch? Uh. I, this is another one that was kind of uneventful. I was like, yeah, no, this is kind of a formulaic okay. Marvel introducing a character. Even when movie. the family got taken, watching that the second <laughs> yes. time, like, you were you were into that? Well, because Not I knew the wish it. was coming. I knew at the end <laughs> he, he was knew just going to wish, wish for the dragon. Away. He was going to wish for the dragon. That when did true. Shang-Chi come out? 2021. So this is a brand new movie. Two years, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, might as well be brand new. Sure. I mean, it's older than Bullet Train. Bullet Train is bad. I would not recommend watching it. Agree. My personal opinion. I agree. I actually had a baby during Bullet Train. You were conceived a baby during Bullet Train. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a difference. Yeah, I understand. Sorry. I've had a couple drinks. I told them, you know, well, never mind. You can edit that part out. Yeah. We'll keep it in. Keep it in and double it. Keep it in and double it. I did. Have him say that twice. <laughs> uh, I can say it again. But yes, uh, you are correct. Uh, baby was consummated. During okay. All right. So uh, do you have anything else to say about Marvel? Are you excited for the future of Marvel? Deadpool 3, absolutely. I will tell you my favorite Marvel movie of all time. When I went and saw Deadpool in movie theaters, ironically, on Valentine's Day, took my wife out to a real nice date at Uno's, right? We went out <laughs> well, to Well, that's only the only yeah. place you can go for a nice Uno's date Uno's Pizzeria, days. baby. Went out, and then we went to Deadpool. And I had low expectations because I'm not a Marvel guy, surprisingly, yeah. which is weird that I'm on this podcast. But I really appreciate <laughs> the invite because I love you guys. <laughs> and I watched it, and I was like... Within 10 minutes, I'm like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. And I just loved it. Deadpool 2 loved go. it. I can't even imagine how good Deadpool 3 is going to be. I, I'm it's excited. Be I think it's going to be great. When does that come out? May. Assuming the writer's strike is not still going on at that time. 
that's a complicated issue that we can talk about in another episode. <laughs> yeah, we're at five minutes, so we're going to have right. to cut it. But yeah. next time, we're next probably going to get we're gonna bring writer up the writer's strike with Marshall Hunter. <laughs> All right, look forward it. to it. Seven. So, there's a lot of rain right now, and we are about to go to number seven, but the rain is very apparent. Like, picture yeah. that scene in Doctor Strange where the Ancient One is rewinding time and there's a whole bunch of rain. It's exactly like it's that. It's just <laughs> like that. And so we can't right quite now. walk to the last one, so, so we're, we're doing do the finale. A little bit early. A little bit slightly early. Slightly early. But we're going to pretend this is the last brewery. Because we're in a different room from the brewery. Yes, that, and that's totally true. Yeah, 100%. We're not lying about that. We wouldn't lie about <laughs> We are that. in a different room. We are in a different room. Okay, do you have any guesses on what the last movie is? I hope it's Incredible Hulk. It is indeed. Let's Incredible go! <laughs> Did you not know these the whole time? No, it was a mystery. Oh, wow. But that's the goal. And it's, been, it's always been uh, my dream since Jordan watched The Leftovers. My goal of the show was to get him to rewatch Incredible Hulk. And he said he would never do it ever. Yeah. Wow. And here we are. I've rewatched The Incredible Hulk. He, he, so, he did say he watched most of The Incredible Hulk. Okay. I watched nearly all of The Incredible <laughs> Hulk. And you, Joey, have come on this show during uh, an episode where we played... Uh, Trivial Pursuit, Marvel Trivial Pursuit. I believe yes. so. Um, yeah. And you said you prefer Incredible Hulk over Iron Man 2, which I did at the time. Now I think that's a bit swapped. Um, My rewatch hasn't changed. I, I, that, I think that Iron Man 2 is better. Honestly, better. I think yeah. Incredible Hulk is better than Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like, I feel like that's what this new I, I rewatch actually is going to come up. And like, I think Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be my last place. Okay, so what I'll say about Incredible Hulk... Yeah. Is that it is it's better fun. than I remember. It's fun. The first 45 <laughs> minutes especially are really solid, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he's running, you got like that horror movie sequence with the Hulk. Yeah. And, uh, Do you remember your big complaint about the early sequence? No. You were like, why does Edward Norton travel with a wig? And why did he just leave that there like to distract the... <laughs> and I'm like, of course, he's on the run. He's going to have like a whole bunch of traps and gadgets that he's going to yeah, get. Yeah, that didn't bother me this time. I mean, the Thank stuff that God. bothered me was some of the middle action sequences I still don't like. I, I, and also the design of Hulk. They just did not have it down yet. No. Like, even, even it being Edward Norton, it doesn't look like him. No. Like, they, it which just is looks like a because different guy. It's like they knew they were going to change the character, which yeah. is good. And I thought Edward Norton did okay, but it is, it is really weird going back and seeing a movie with just a different person as Hulk. And Yeah, so like, it's like a completely non-MCU movie until Robert Downey Jr. shows up in the post-credits. Yes. And but it also it just, feels, it just feels so disconnected. But yeah, go ahead. That's Joey. one of the first Marvel movies, though, right? It's, it's the, the second. second. Yeah. Number two. Yeah. yeah, so it's hard to blame them <laughs> yeah. that they were this out of what it. What is but. your stance on Incredible Hulk? Um, When's the last time in, you watched it? Uh, when did it come out? 2008. Uh, June 2008. 2008. <laughs> 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 Haven't gone back. I've not, not gone back to revisit it. It's on Disney uh, Plus now. I, I don't see reason to. Mm. Oh, well, yeah. Jordan even rewatched it and he said he would never do that. So <laughs> there's a reason. Well, there's, maybe enjoy, will, if you start a doing a Marvel years. podcast, I suggest you rewatch it. <laughs> maybe I'll just start a Hulk podcast. Mm, <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> sign me up. I'm going to go to 100 episodes. Okay, here's one other thing about the Hulk. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in this movie, they keep having him pick up things in each of his hands. And uh, I I wondered if it was because they were selling an action figure. Recording a Marvel podcast. About the the Incredible Hulk. What do you think about the Incredible Hulk? Brian, what's your take on 2008's Incredible Hulk, Edward Norton? The one with Edward Norton? That's the one. Yeah. 
And why is it the best Marvel movie you've ever seen? I, I apologize. I saw that movie, but I don't remember too much about it. You remember anything? Not even him fighting the giant dogs? I remember... That's... No, no. That's Eric Bana Hulk. That's 03. That's a different Hulk? That's Hulk. a different Hulk. The only thing that I remember about that movie is negative. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's not the best right. movie. So at the, the, at the end of the movie, Edward Norton stares directly at the camera and his eyes turn green. That's what true. What is that supposed to signify? <laughs> that he's turning into the Hulk. Yo, to who? He, the audience. The audience. They didn't know that. <laughs> well, I feel like good movies should maybe uh, express your messages through action. They could have had what a the characters do, not just turning and staring directly at the camera and saying, hey, audience. I'm turning into the Hulk. It wasn't very subtle. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah. That's the Wait, argument is, that is I'm the making. the Abomination then the yes. villain in that movie? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. And actually, that was another sequence I was going to mention that I think is really good, is when yeah. he's kind of like a mini kaiju, yeah. and he's wrecking the city. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. That's great. Mm, I'm it's thinking fun. of a different All right, let's, let's, let, let's spice this up. So we're let's. talking about the Abomination. What do you guys think about She-Hulk? What do you think about hey, uh, Abomination I, well, in She-Hulk? That's not supposed to be over here, man. It's like... Oh, my, my yeah. fault. No, 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 no worries. No worries. Let the record show I love She-Hulk. <laughs> and then we're getting, really we good. have to leave where we're recording this because it's a different store. It is. And that is the end and of the And that's the garage party. opening. That is the sign that it is time for us to exit this. But we did the podcast. We Mission did it. Successful. Mission successful. <laughs> I do too. But we're going to save it for next episode, Brian. We're going to have you on the live episode. I, I apologize for No, you're, you've been great. You've been great <laughs> guest. This is exactly what I wanted from an Incredible Hulk episode. Anyway, the thing I was saying about the Hulk is that I think they did it for toys. They, like he and, kept picking up things in each hand, and I looked it up, and there was a toy released around that time where he could pick stuff up in both hands. And I, bought, and I think they forced that into the movie just to sell toys. And I bought Hulk all of those hand? toys. No, no not the Hulk. Hand. That was 03. Oh, which wow. is the Eric Banner Wait, Hulk. was that Eric Banner Hulk? Yes. Was which that, is, is that the superior Hulk? No, that is a... It bombed, critically and box office-wise, uh, but it sold Hulk hands, like a lot of Hulk hands. The so, biggest superhero toy ever sold, I think, is Hulk hands. So that's the better That wouldn't Hulk surprise movie. me. I've been Jordan Peoples and Marvel has sucked. I've been Cade Weberg and... No, it doesn't.